When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Betches Media presents. Madam Speaker, Madam Vice President. You want to hang out with us? Get your vaccine. And so I went to Human Resources. There are some things I just can't tell you uh, on air. The Betches Sup Podcast. A woman's problem, if you will. Hello, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Sammy Sage. And this is the Betches Sup Podcast, where C-SPAN meets the group chat to help you process and laugh at the biggest topics in U.S. news and politics, which are no longer the Tokyo Olympics. They're over. They're over. It was a little weird. Um... The whole thing, the whole thing was just a little weird. Uh, Yeah, like a fever dream. (laughs) I don't know. Everything's just really weird now, like all the time. (laughs) If you know what I mean. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have a a favorite or standout moment from the past two weeks? I mean, like on a big level, the whole Simone Biles conversation, I feel like just was very pivotal. And then my other favorite thing was the knitting guy. Oh, yes. Tom Daly. I wasn't like I was kind of a casual watcher, like, you know, but the knitting, yeah. the knitting, like, you know, you just need those those uplifting things sometimes. Yeah. What about you? Mine was definitely I feel like I kept up with it a lot because whoever was like doing TikTok, the TikTok for NBC Olympics. I mean, chef's kiss. It was wow. so Do they need a new job now. Do you good. think? Uh, maybe do you, you need a new job if you know who they are they're listening it, yeah it was so freaking good um so i feel like i stayed pretty connected with that i mean mine's like related i think for me it was it was uh suny lee winning the gold which like oh, simone yes. biles i mean maybe created a path for who knows if that moment would have happened but like we've been talking a lot lately about how it's been challenging to be patriotic and just her whole her whole story of her family like really is something that could only happen in America. But as long as we could it keep that only going. happen in America, though, maybe it could happen other places. And we've just like ta- told ourselves that that's not the case. Maybe I'm choosing to be patriotic. OK, OK, I'll give you that. I give you that. This is great. You, yes, you, that you was deserve one of my that. favorite moments. I'm yes. glad to hear that. And watching Bruce Springsteen's daughter win a silver medal. I liked that. Oh, yeah. That's like, um, here, you know what I like about that? It's like, it's one award that like, yes, she got, she obviously had a leg up. No pun intended. But like, (laughs) there is a certain level of meritocracy when you get to the Olympic level. Like, no matter how famous and rich your dad is, like, you aren't going to reach the Olympic level if you're not actually really good. No, I feel like, the, especially with equestrian stuff, because I did that for 10 years. You were a like horse the, girl, Amanda? Yeah, I was. Yes, I was oh a horse gosh. girl. 100% I don't see horse that. girl. I know, but I know. I wasn't I very I good. Okay. I wasn't very good at it. Um, 
I just more liked the world. Like I was, you know, me, I'm very anxious. So, I mean, if you watch any of it, it's fucking terrifying. So I feel like like you, when you watch them, you realize most of the best athletes are in their fifties and sixties because it is so expensive. And the only way you can really do it at a younger age is like, the only leg up she had is that she just had money probably to like buy good horses and get good training. But she is 29, which is not like young for an Olympian, but she did such a good job. It was actually like a thrilling team final to watch. It was a real nail biter. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I, just, I just have to ask, did being around the horses help your anxiety at all? Um, yes. Being around them did. Being on them did not. <laughs> I understand because like I rode a horse. I've ridden a horse maybe twice in my life. The last time I did, I fell off. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't get back on just so everyone knows the old adage did not apply to me. I thought that I had a concussion and I had my parents take me to the hospital while on vacation. So that's, <laughs> I fell off at every single show for a while because I had like, my mom would like rescue horses that were not very sound and she would just throw me on them. She, to this day regrets it and apologized. She might be listening. I, I found out this week that my parents listened to the show. Oh, wow. They love the day mads. Yes. Um, <laughs> so oh, about always, the vulvas? Yes, yes. So we would always like refuse and stop in front of the jumps, which we saw, we saw at the Olympics and I would always fall off. But I um, I don't think I would get back on at the shows. Definitely a couple of times. And then eventually I'd be like, I'm done. This is this means I can move on. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So a couple stories today. We're talking Cuomo and climate. We're going to start with some updates on Andrew Cuomo, which you talked about in morning announcements this morning too, right? Yes, this was in it. Yes. So two big updates. A woman named Brittany Camisso spoke with CBS in her first statement since filing a criminal complaint against Cuomo last week. So if you read this report, she's named the AG's report. She's named as executive assistant number one and just seems to have endured like the most just groping and abuse from Cuomo. Let's listen to a clip of her describing it. As I said, this is the first time she came out publicly. This could be triggering. She she sort of describes the escalation of the touching. So fast forward one minute, click that fast forward 15 seconds, four times, um, and we'll be back. So let's play the clip. These were not hugs that he would give his mother or you know his brother. These were hugs with the intention of getting some personal sexual satisfaction out of. Then they started to be hugs with kisses on the cheek. And then there was at one point a hug. And then when he went to go kiss me on the cheek, he'd quickly turned his head and he kissed me on the lips. What did you say? I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything this whole time. People don't understand that this is the governor of the state of New York. There are troopers that are outside of the mansion. They are not there to protect me. They are there to protect him. I felt as though if I did something to insult him, especially insult him in his own home, it wasn't going to be him that was going to get fired or in trouble. Classic predator. Classic Mm -hmm. predator. Um, When you're a star, they let you do it vibes. Yeah, completely. Yeah. And this is this is the woman who basically what he did to her. I mean, not basically it is a crime and she has filed a complaint and she reiterated it was a crime. He broke the law and he should be held accountable. I I do just want to point out because this was a criminal complaint, he can be arrested. So like we could get an image of Cuomo in handcuffs like you don't know anytime soon. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's there's evidence of this. She, She took pictures while it was happening. Imagine if the governor of New York gets arrested like we watch that on TV. Oh my god! Like that's, I mean, I, like, a, like, 
please no more. The governor who like a year and a half ago was on TV, supposedly reassuring us. Fever dream. Fever I mean, dream. look at the time it did what it did. Yeah, for sure. I mean, in related news, Cuomo's top aide and ally, Melissa DeRosa, has resigned. I mean, if you follow like New York politics or Andrew Cuomo at all, this is like his number one ally who was by his side. And uh, for her to step down right now is pretty huge. If you watched his press conferences that we were just referring to, she was like always there, always sitting there. She's like the consigliere. Like she, um, yeah, that's how I would describe her. Like, you know, anytime someone like has a consigliere, I do feel like it's sort of a bad sign. Totally, because she also was complicit in covering up the nursing home stuff. She played a big role um, in basically instruct, like trying to conceal that. So absolutely is consigliere. And apparently with like the some of the hostile work environment was was like her her responsibility. Right. I feel like when he made his statement and he was like, this is just because when women managers are tough, people can't handle it. He was like talking about her. Right. But she's out. She's out. So, I mean, allies are dropping like flies for him. Do we think I personally am closer to thinking he will resign now than I was even when the report came out? Where are you? I think it actually like has a lot to do with whether he's going to get arrested or not. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I feel like he's going to like he's obviously right now behind the scenes trying to arrange the situ to manage crisis manage Absolutely. arrange the situation so that he can preserve himself in like whatever way possible so like he i wouldn't even be surprised if he was like i'll resign if you don't arrest me kind of mm-hmm. thing like whatever he's yeah. ever done like he didn't just change overnight and like start behaving ethically so he's gonna he's gonna he's still doing whatever he's doing you know right he's not like he's not like looking for like the ethical fair way out. he's not gonna be like oh shit i was wrong like yeah right i there are definitely like new york post has more pictures of him not with a massive blanket on his phone but just like pacing around his backyard i mean yeah he has to, i mean what does he do for money after all of this like is he one of those people who's like rich enough to just be quiet forever or is he having to manage like a way like an actual path to to like not financial ruin my guess is that someone like that has like retired like enough money to like quote retire like you have some stocks and whatever like i'm sure he's fine yeah i'm sure he's not like jet you know he's not um can take care of i don't think he's gonna have like a great yeah chris can take care of him i don't think he's like gonna have like the highest profile lifestyle anyway but like is would he even be accepted in like those sort of spaces like probably actually um Uh, probably after a few years absolutely i mean if he can provide value then right but i do think he'll be like he's not gonna be on the street he's not gonna be worrying about the eviction moratorium from that perspective no, right. Not having like a felony if, if he is arrested is not going to impact his, his He'll job be okay. prospects. He'll be fine. Andrew Cuomo will be fine. Hey, American Fever Dream listeners. I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Because now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone for any occasion. And it's easy. You just tap or click 
gift mode in your Etsy app or Etsy.com, and then answer a few questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And gift mode instantly gives you a curated gift idea list based on hundreds of personas. Now it is simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a Mother's Day gift for the quilter or a birthday present for the vintage hunter, there is something for everyone on Etsy. Some of my favorite things to do are go to Etsy gift mode and then search absurd things like what kind of gifts do you have with Walter Cronkite on them? What kind of gifts do you have for dachshund owners? There's jewelry, ceramic, toys, board games, all kinds of fun stuff. A gifting moment is always right around the corner, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you. Gift mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try gift mode on Etsy now. Today's episode of American Fever Dream is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. It's Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription rental service, and for just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. You get fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. This is the best. You just put it back in your box, send it out, and before you know it, you've got your next one. And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. I bought the Rachel Antonoff pasta puffer from them. I was obsessed with it, like everybody who tries it is, and it was completely sold out everywhere else. So I felt like I really, really had an in there. So thank you, Newly. Newly is an amazing value at $98 a month for any six styles. And right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FeverDream20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's newly with two U's and enter the code FeverDream20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, newly with two U's with code FeverDream20. Newly subscription clothing rental, change your clothes. So in other news today, early this morning, the UN released the most authoritative climate report in a decade, authored by 200 international climate scientists who assess the most evolved science we've had thus far for human-driven global warming. Okay, I know this is bad. I know we've known this, but I am shook. I am shook by this. I am very upset and worried. I, I was saying to you this morning, and I know that we already knew this, but I think it did not hit me until reading this, that a sense of climate chaos is going to be around us for the rest of our lives like this. I mean, we're in it. We're in it. The wildfires in in Greece and here, the flooding, the hurricane seasons, the extreme heat. This is not something that we can reverse. This is going to get more chaotic and then stay that way for forever unless or get worse. I I know this is probably I, I, I don't know why this is just hitting me. No, but just I, the idea of like, am I going to have a kid? And I'm going to put a person on this earth for the next 80 years. Like, what the fuck so is they the earth going like for years? Right. So the so the sea level can be up seven feet. I'm shook. I'm shook. Well, it's like okay, I understand why you're shook because <laughs> I do because like when you hear about something so much and like it's coming, it's coming, it's coming, and then like it actually comes, but it's not visible all the time it's to gradual, your senses. Yeah. Like I think about. I think about like four years ago when we were, were writing this up and I used to like read this up every day. Like there would be a weather story like once in a while. Ooh. Now with the sup and the morning announcements, 
pretty much every day there is more than one weather story about either a flood or a fire or some sort of like just really out of character thing and it's not just on like islands you know it's not just like an island that you would expect to you know be battered by a hurricane because it's hurricane season they expect that it's not just that anymore where it used to be that now it's like it's 120 degrees in oregon right right at like belgium like (laughs) germany china Mm -hmm. like greece has wildfires Mm mm-hmm yeah, that's yeah. also something the report said. It was like every region is going to be impacted. So I have a lot of notes here. I'm going to do more Thor explainers across other platforms, but here are some of the big takeaways for me. So the United Nations called the findings a, quote, code red for humanity. Global warming is happening so fast that scientists now say we'll cross a pretty crucial temperature threshold as early as 2030, which is a decade sooner than they thought. That's tomorrow. By the way, remember 2011, 2021, remember 2011. That's how far away you are from from this. Oh, yes. This is like, yeah, Obama was nine years ago. The report says a lot of things we already knew, like I said, but it relies on the latest evidence and technology to conclude with absolute certainty that human activities are directly responsible for changing weather. All right. Cool. Glad you came to that conclusion now. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we knew before this that this was the science. This was unequivocal. But this report seems to have a lot more evidence and proof at its disposal. So a huge example is that a major advance in the understanding of how fast the world warms with each ton of carbon dioxide emitted allowed them to forecast potential scenarios much more accurately. The report is 3,000 pages long, but there are various summaries on the website. The one I read was for policymakers. I felt that was the closest to my my role in this (laughs) and it was just 40 pages and it was you know it was 40 pages with a lot of end notes so i mean it's it's a quick read i mean you have to take some breaks um to get your heart rate back down but it's a quick read the big takeaway is that like this is not normal this is not i mean we hear a lot of climate deniers say like this is just how the atmosphere and the earth naturally ebbs and flows that is not correct scientists were able to measure carbon in the atmosphere during like paleolithic times over millions of years to find that this is not normal this is not a normal cycle and the globe has never been warming like it is now for instance atmospheric carbon dioxide concentrations were higher in 2019 than any time in at least two million years this is obviously what contributes to excess heat that's causing a lot of our extreme weather events from hurricanes, heat waves, wildfires. So it made all of the connections that we have already known. It just is able to say these things are absolutely caused by this. You know what the problem is? This data is citing something two million years ago, but the people who deny climate science think that the Earth is only like 6,000 years old. So <laughs> there you have your first um issue (laughs) so that's an impossible that's an impossible gulf to overcome (laughs) right so yeah yeah so what can we expect in the next few decades there is like there's good news like in a lot of ways it is still up to us it conceives of five scenarios based on how much we're able to reduce co2 and other greenhouse gas emissions in the coming decades and that's based on what i said before they have these new scientific advances where they can actually measure that As I said, good news and bad news, bad news, even in the best of the five scenarios, we're going to likely exceed where we wanted to be based on some of the standards set in the Paris Climate Agreement when world leaders agreed to try to limit warming to 1.5 degrees Celsius, which is 2.7 degrees Fahrenheit. That's disappointing, but that was definitely a stretch goal. Sometimes we don't meet our stretch goals, (laughs) right? It's okay. (laughs) They're just there. 
It's an, that's true. We should have made the stretch goal bigger is actually we should have made happened, the goal right? bigger. <laughs> yeah. So since then, the world has already warmed nearly 1.1 degrees Celsius, two degrees Fahrenheit. And I mean, maybe this is hard to follow, but it's like you can feel there's a big difference in what you decide to do and wear outside between like 88 degrees and 90 degrees. Like that's huge. It's a totally different world at, at two degrees Fahrenheit. So that's the bad news. Things are warming. They're going to keep warming. What we're experiencing now, what Sam and I were just talking about, those extreme weather events, they're going to keep happening and they're going to become even more frequent. So I guess instead of every day, multiple times a day. The good news, actions that we've taken to slow the warming have worked. They have slowed the path, just not enough. So the the actions we have taken to reach our goals are paying off. Um, We just need to do more of it. So as we mentioned, we will see a worsening of the weather patterns we're seeing now in the coming decades. For example, the kind of heat wave that used to happen only once every 50 years happens once a decade. But if the world warms another degree Celsius, it will happen twice every seven years, putting a billion people at risk of life-threatening heat. So that's something that we can avoid if we get our act together really fast. We have to really quickly slow the rate of acceleration to avoid these further levels of warming. Okay. So like we have to really do it now. Like Okay, yes. so which how is, which is that going to actually happen? Which was the headline happen? yesterday. My, right, my question is like, how is that going to happen? Like, you see this report and like, who's getting on I the know. phone with who and being like, we're doing it now? Like, at what point does someone say like, we're starting now and we're going to do X, Y, Z thing now because the answer is you have to do who it right we? now. Right. right. Yeah, I mean, it's reminding me a lot of the pandemic, oh. but... But with the pandemic, the world, I mean, we didn't do an pandemic excellent is still, job. It's still happening. That's Yes, absolutely. <laughs> with the pandemic, we haven't like coordinated on a global level very well. But like when it became, we waited until the very last minute when things became clear to act. And then we, te- we usually acted. But I, for some reason with climate change, because that thing isn't going to immediately happen, we're not going to see it tomorrow we, for some reason, like we can't understand. It's like the opposite of delayed gratification, but I, I am like, which Americans are so good at. Yeah. But that's what this report says is like, if we don't get to net zero pretty soon, this is not going to be, this is going to be a cat, a catastrophic world to live in in a hundred years. Great. Amazing. Can't wait a hundred years. So yeah, not our problem, but well, you know, our kids problem. Well, like I said, like if you decide to put another human on this planet, it's their problem. If we don't act seriously now, for instance, we're guaranteed a three and a half foot rise by 2100 guaranteed, but a seven foot rise can't be ruled out. So it's like, if we don't do anything considerable, so it'll be a seven foot rise. If we do nothing now, it's going to be a 10 foot rise is what I'm hearing. Yeah. And what kind that, that, that's a dystopian. I, I haven't even seen that movie. Like, like here's what I'm envisioning. Lower Manhattan uninhabitable, Upper Manhattan like a thousand dollars a square foot. Like, <laughs> and that's in what ninety, eighty nine years. What was eighty nine years. years ago? Three and a half is crazy. Also, if like three and a half, it's like it's not just like oh, it's be a little higher. It's like when you have a three and a half foot rise, that makes everything so much crazier when there is a weather event which there will be more of and then it damages everything so much more and like i don't know if you've seen new york city lately but like it's kind of old and shitty um and we're not prepared 
Right. Yeah. It says the sort of heavy, it described like heavy participation events as being more likely as well. We had one of those in the city a couple of weeks ago and everybody saw our subways were completely flooded. We're going to have those like, all People are going to die in the subway because it gets flooded because it decides to like flash flood at 4 p.m. on your way home from work. Like that's going to be the situation all the time. And yeah, it's just like really fucked up. And even if we can forestall that, we have to, and we already knew this, but we have to start adjusting the way we live and in in our infrastructure and everything. And I mean, right. it feels pretty high stakes now as we're sort of approaching the last year or whatever, not even where the Biden administration is in, in an election year and it feels like it can actually do big things. Can someone send this to Joe Manchin? Like, whatever. Okay. Right. He has grandkids. When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going. But there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. So Biden says, has said lately that the U.S. should cut its emissions back to 2005 levels by 2030. He recently signed an executive order asking for stricter auto emissions. I mean, I guess it's like, who who is we who decides to act? World leaders are meeting in November to negotiate on climate. A lot of them said like, yeah, this gives us even more urgency. But in past negotiations, China and India haven't been as willing um, to come to where they need to go. Obviously, like development and ending poverty also relies on energy usage. It's not an easy problem to solve. The bipartisan infrastructure bill making it through the Senate, it's not quite as robust on climate as many had hoped. But as we mentioned last week, it basically provides a lot more surface area for cars that emit shit to be on. Um, but it puts a lot of pressure on that big $3.5 trillion reconciliation bill that a lot of climate activists have been really drawing attention to as like, we have no choice. And I think I keep saying climate activists, but as I was reading this this report, it's just so strange that we consider climate. And I know I've made this mistake, too, as like there are climate activists like there are um, like abortion activists. Yeah, it's like but here's the thing, like they're just the people who are like most passionate. You know what I mean? Like, what is the word right. activist? This is even everybody's mean? problem. This right. is crazy that we frame this as like, oh, we have to please the climate progressives. Right. No, the climate progressives don't want like a special treat for themselves. No, no. Right. There is They're a huge difference. Us. And like people don't really. Yeah. I mean, climate. 
I mean, it took so long for people to actually take any of it seriously. Like, I feel like it only started to be taken like semi seriously, even in the past like five years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, an inconvenient truth. (laughs) People laughed about it. People were like, oh, Gore's Mm -hmm. such a weirdo. He loves the earth, tree hugger. Yeah, Yeah. like. I recently was like, oh, maybe I should rewatch that as a refresher. And I was like, no, no you don't know that like 20 years ago. <laughs> yeah. That's basically, that's not going to be a like forecast. It's just going to be an explanation it's of where be we are now. a review. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I wouldn't expect a report like this to say anything positive or encouraging. But I think, I mean, the side, what I've heard a lot about this report is like, we're not giving policy. We're not advising on policy. These are just facts. They use a lot of terminology that I don't think it's meant for climate deniers, but they they distinguish between what is virtually certain and what is absolutely likely based on the evidence they have. It's like you don't need to necessarily unequivocally prove something to know that it's definitely happening. Like look if, out if your damn window. Yeah, if you hear <laughs> footsteps, it's not zebras, right? Like these things are are absolutely happening. So I feel like we're gonna just hear a lot more in the next couple months from progressives in Congress about like. This is this one thing that one thing that the report noted that I thought was interesting is that scientists place greater emphasis on cutting airborne levels of methane, which comes mostly from leaks of natural gas, but also livestock. So it just reminds you that, you know, cutting cutting red meat, if that's an option for you or something that you can do is absolutely important. Here's why I hate like the idea of like telling anyone to change their own life because it's like not our problem like it it is at all of our problem obviously but it's not like on you like you cutting meat isn't going to change anything right even when this reported obviously keeps saying human activities human activities and i know that encompasses everything that our species do but it's like it's not human activities it's corporation activities activities. it's factory activities it's not me Right. Like I am not emitting. I haven't driven a car in a decade. I am not emitting. I barely travel. This is not me. It is not my activities. Obviously, personal responsibility. But and even if you did travel, the planes would be running anyway. You're not stopping the planes from running like no one is. Yes. You're not flying pri- unless you're flying private, which is a decision that you could just like not make. Right. Absolutely. No, I mean. I've, I've been heartened to see in recent like years how there's been a shift away from like, how dare you apply for, like fly private? How dare you do this? How dare you do that? It's like, do not blame each other. That yeah. is what the corporations want. They love telling us to recycle. They love it because right. it means they don't have to do anything. But if right. they cutting, I mean, setting really strict standards, it's like the solutions are here. Like we know what it's going to take and we can do them. It's just sometimes I wonder if it's just like, is it just climate deniers in the United States that are affecting like, is it just the political situation in the United States? It's going to be like the world. No, I don't think I don't think it's that really. I think it's that money runs everything and that requires growth and profit. You can't just be like, oh, well, we like, you know, saved humanity like that doesn't show up for shareholders. Mm -hmm. So, you know, unless the shareholder dies in a fire. But yeah. You know, they (laughs) did you see that New Yorker cartoon that's like, well, the world is on fire. But for a brief period, we created wealth for our shareholders. Exactly. It's it's not like about a person or even like the president of ExxonMobil, like Mm -hmm. the president of ExxonMobil wouldn't be the president if he didn't 
if he said we're not going to do this anymore they would just replace him with someone who would it's not like right because right. it's the system it's not like some guy is like oh we must make all the money for ourselves it's just like he's the person who's willing to do it within the system mm-hmm. right exactly to the system's the problem as usual Right. Yeah. I mean, it definitely wasn't the, I don't know why they had to do this on a Monday morning. It's not the wake up call. I was, uh, yeah, I have a headache already. Thank <laughs> I you. know I'm shook. I'm shook. That is our show until the end of planet earth. I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Sammy Sage. And this is the Betches Up podcast. Bye. The Betches Sup podcast is produced by Amanda Duberman, Jorge Morales Pico, and Sean Kilby. Editing by Jorge Morales Pico. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Be sure to follow at Betches underscore Sup on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send us your emails to suppod at Betches.com. Betches.